Welcome to the Freddie Mac Single Family Home Starts Here podcast. Your connection to all the latest industry trends, insights, and points of view on the mortgage market from Freddie Mac leaders and other industry experts. Hello and welcome to the Freddie Mac Single Family Home Starts Here podcast. I'm your host, Mike Tsukudakis with Freddie Mac. Today, we're here to talk about home ownership and wealth building. Specifically, we're going to examine and identify ways to address the array of complex issues communities of color face in attaining, sustaining, and building wealth through home ownership. We'll be looking at how different stakeholders within the mortgage and housing industry play a role in decreasing these barriers to home ownership. With that, I am so pleased to be joined by Casey Keir, Assistant Commissioner at Minnesota Housing, and Tamala Thurman, Director of Freddie Mac Single Families equitable housing team. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Thanks, Mike. I'm happy to be here as well. Great. Well, jumping right in, uh, the home ownership gap between white and other minority groups in the U.S. is distressing for its pervasiveness and persistence. According to industry experts, the white-black homeownership gap is around 30%, which is larger than the 27% gap that existed in 1960 before the Fair Housing Act of 1968. As there are many forces that combine to create these disparities, Tamala, can you help us understand what is the number one barrier for home ownership in communities of color that you're seeing? Absolutely. You know, the equitable housing team at Freddie Mac was initially set up to address these um, inequities out of the 2020 social justice movement. There are a lot of issues that really came to surface, and we're really looking at intentional ways of addressing a lot of these inequities. And as we look at the home ownership gap, and we look at home ownership as a key way for Black families and Latino families to build wealth, it is imperative to look at these barriers. So we've broken this down into four pillars in the equitable housing space, looking at appraisal disparities and valuation gaps, increasing financial literacy and homeownership education throughout the country, addressing the barriers to homeownership that you're talking about, as well as looking at anything that is going to affect homeownership for Black and Latino families. And as you stated, down payment assistance and looking at getting into a home, it's just the funds and the availability of money to get into a home. You know, just to give you a little bit of information, when black families go to purchase a home, they generally put down less than 10% as a down payment. Latino families generally put down less than 5%. So it really accentuates the fact that down payment is a major factor and a barrier to getting into a home. When we look at our first-time home buyers, 28% use some combination of down payment assistance and gift from a family member or friend. So really, it is incumbent upon us in the industry to understand the impact of down payment and how we can assist these Black and Latino families in attaining it. Those numbers are definitely concerning, and I think it's it's extremely important for us in the housing industry to understand. And as a mission-based organization, Freddie Mac focuses on three key areas to provide liquidity, stability, and affordability in, uh, to the mortgage market. But as you, as you just mentioned, our commitment to closing that homeownership gap for Black and Hispanic communities, um, it has also created this intentional focus on how we view these areas through the lens of equity. So Tamala, can you share a little bit about the equity and housing plan that you and your team have been working on? Um, how do you intend to work across the industry to make some change? We have been given a directive by our regulator, the FHFA, to come up with a three to five year strategic plan to address and to overcome these inequities. And some of those tactics will include 
increasing housing supply, affordable housing supply, increasing access to credit, as well as doing that through special purpose credit programs and the development of strategic opportunities to get Black and Latino families into homes. And I know that there have been some really excellent strides uh, by Casey Keir and her organization, the Minnesota Housing Organization, to really address this in her community. And so I'm really excited to hear about some of those tactics as well, because we as an equitable housing department at Freddie Mac, we are going to partner with stakeholders across the country and across the industry to really make these connections and to make sure that they are effective at the ground level. Thank you. Yeah. So HFAs play an extremely important role. Uh, Casey, turning to you. Um, can you briefly describe your role at Minnesota Housing? Sure. I just want to start out a little bit by talking about housing finance agencies uh, and what they do. Housing finance agencies are really mission-focused financial institutions that provide housing opportunities for individuals and families that just aren't easily served by the private sector. So this would include low and moderate income households, uh, underserved populations, including Black, Indigenous, and communities of color, uh, persons with disabilities, or also certain geographies that may be underserved. Uh, in addition, housing finance uh, agencies may also deploy federal or local resources in the event of changes in market conditions, such as we saw through the foreclosure crisis, or the federal stimulus funds that are coming out for uh, households that are financially impacted by COVID-19. We may also deploy resources in the event of natural disasters, such as tornadoes, hurricanes, or floods. Uh, I'm excited to share that from a Minnesota housing standpoint, we're celebrating our 50th anniversary this year. Uh, our vision at the agency is that all Minnesotans live and thrive in a stable home that they can afford in a community of their choice. At Minnesota Housing, we work to prevent and end homelessness. We finance the development of new homes. We improve existing homes for both rental and homeownership options. We support um, homeownership through financial wellness and homebuyer education and counseling. We also provide home mortgage programs and down payment assistance programs um, that are so important, important to our communities. And on the back end, we provide support to prevent foreclosures. Uh, in 2020, we had our largest investment in housing across the state with over $1.6 in total investments, serving over 72,000 households all across Minnesota. Wow, that, that's really very impressive. To get into Minnesota a little bit in particular, you know, Minnesota has the largest black-white homeownership gap in the country. Casey, given all the recent social unrest in the state, um, can you discuss how, how your organization is focused on housing equity? Sure, I'm happy to do that. Um, Minnesota has the third highest homeownership rate in the nation at almost 72%, but we also have one of the worst homeownership disparity gaps with white households owning at a rate of 76.9%, while people of color own at a rate of only 43%, a disparity gap of 33%. And for Black homeowners, they only own at a rate of 25%, which is a disparity gap of 51%, and as you mentioned, the largest in the nation. This disparity has been consistent um, over time. Uh, it's changed slightly. We saw some improvement uh, before the Great Recession uh, and lost, lost ground during the foreclosure crisis, and we're just starting to see recovery. 
I also think that it's important to note that intentional racist policies and practices created these disparities. And it's only through intentional efforts will we begin to close that gap. So some of the actions that we've seen in Minnesota included discriminatory lending and appraisal practices that you mentioned earlier, redlining, building highways through thriving neighborhoods of color, uh, and racial covenants and deed restrictions placed on properties that limited who could purchase homes in specific neighborhoods and communities. The uh, University of Minnesota sponsored a project called Mapping Prejudice that mapped out areas in Minneapolis where racial covenants on homes existed, and it's really eye-opening. I would encourage everyone to learn more about it. You can just do a search for Mapping Prejudice or Jim Crow of the North. Uh, the encouraging news is that through intentional efforts, I do believe we can chip away at the gap. Uh, Minnesota does continue to become more diverse, and we estimate that there's about 66,000 renter households of color that are from uh, Black, Indigenous, um, and communities of color in Minnesota that are between the ages of 25 and 44, so prime first-time homebuyer age, who are potentially income ready to buy. So there is the opportunity for significant improvement. Minnesota's been a focus throughout the nation since George Floyd was murdered in Minneapolis just about a year and a half ago. This and other events around the nation brought to the forefront the inequities that people of color face, inequities in income, health, education, housing, and especially in black and brown communities. So one of the key objectives at Minnesota Housing is to create an inclusive and equitable housing system. First, we're making lending to Black, Indigenous, and communities of color a top priority at the agency. We also have identified a strategic goal that by 2023, 40% of our first-time homebuyer mortgages would go to uh, households of color. With that in mind, we're working to address systemic barriers to home ownership and develop programs that help to remove those barriers. So, for example, to address some of the savings and credit barriers, we created a homeownership capacity program. It's an intensive, multi-year, one-on-one financial wellness coaching program uh, for people that are further out from homeownership and just need more help uh, than just homebuyer education and counseling. The providers that we work with are from trusted, diverse community nonprofit organizations. This program has been very successful. Since the program started, about 85% of program participants uh, are households of color, and about 60% of the people that complete the program uh, were able to buy a home within a year. That's really awesome, Casey. Um, it's really exciting to hear that Minnesota Housing is being very intentional about reaching out to communities of color and really trying to close the homeownership gap. You know, one of the things you mentioned about the program and that we totally agree with at Freddie Mac, especially in the equitable housing space, is that expanded financial education and that handholding and education is going to push sustainable home ownership. And that's really the important piece that it's sustained. We don't want to see something happen again that happened in 2008 with the housing bubble where people really didn't understand what they were getting into. So I really applaud your efforts in educating the community. Can you tell us a little bit more about the program and how it functions? 
Sure. Um, we actually have two different levels of homebuyer education and counseling and financial wellness. So the first program that we have is that homeownership capacity program. So that's really for people who have a goal of homeownership, but they really have more barriers. So they may just um, either have no credit or they may um, need some credit repair. They may be first-generation homeowners uh, or home buyers uh, that just don't have the um, the knowledge or know where to start um, the process. And so it could be we could be working with them for anywhere from um, six months to up to three years to really have them work one-on-one with a uh, financial coach that will work with them to address their individual barriers and uh, come up with a plan and budget to help them uh, be successful in homeownership. Uh, and then the other program is our uh, homebuyer education and counseling program, and that includes classes and one-on-one uh, counseling that really help people understand and um, work on the mortgage lending process, uh, as well as helping them understand the uh, long-term expenses uh, and responsibilities of homeownership, to your point, to really get to that successful, sustainable homeownership. That's great. Hey, uh, Tamela, I had a question for you based on what we were, we were talking about with these um, special programs that, that help financially to a, a specific segment um, of the population. You, you mentioned special credit purpose programs. Can you expand on that a little bit in terms of what that means to Freddie and what we're doing about that? Sure. So we're just um, at the beginning of the development of programs that we think will help specific communities of color achieve the uh, dream of home ownership. And so traditional programs have been effective, but not as effective as they need to be, as we see the home ownership gap is still very large. So there are many players in the market right now and many lenders who have suggested, hey, if we do this particular type of program in this particular geography for this particular type of borrower, we believe that we can increase home ownership. We want to be able to entertain some of those programs and to be able to buy some of those products to expand liquidity in the market for um, communities of color and underserved markets, um, in addition to con- um, traditionally redline communities. Uh, Casey talked about how some of the policies in Minnesota and Minneapolis have been segregation policies that have legally allowed uh, redlining and the marginalization of certain communities. So anything that's going to be curative in this aspect, we certainly want to explore it and see if there is something that we can do to support additional lending in these communities. So that's what we are looking to do in our three to five year strategic plan. That's great. That's great. Um, and I, w- I want to switch back to um, you, Casey. You know, anecdotally, I've I've heard that most loan officers say it takes about ten to fifteen minutes into an initial conversation with a borrower for, the, for them to know um, whether or not they qualify for a conventional loan or a. Uh, uh, FHA loan or a Federal Housing Administration loan. Can the same be said for an HFA loan? Is the level of awareness among lenders and loan officers the same as other mortgage products in, in, from your view? From my view, it really should be because we are just doing the traditional lending products and following um, the uh, lending guidelines. So it it shouldn't be any different. Um, I think one of the things that I'd like to talk about is our homeownership programs at Minnesota Housing and how we've been able to serve households of color. So um, last year, we had our highest production year ever 
Uh, we provided first mortgage financing of over a billion dollars uh, for over 5,000 households. Almost 35% of those loans uh, went to um, households of color, which was double what the industry was doing at just 17%. So as I mentioned earlier, our, our goal for the next year is to reach 40% um, to households of color. Uh, while we as an agency have seen some success at reaching communities of color, we are only 6% of the overall mortgage market in Minnesota. So that's where your question and getting to lenders and um, uh, their willingness to work on housing finance agency programs, we're really doing industry standard mortgage products. We do have access uh, two products that are specifically available to uh, HFAs. However, they're following the industry standard mortgage guidelines. Um, so there shouldn't be any hesitation or um, any argument in not doing them. Uh, and then just along those lines, with only 6% of the mortgage market in Minnesota being Minnesota housing loans, in order to really make any improvement in closing the gap, we need to bring the entire industry along to do more to reduce the, the disparity gap. So one of the things that we're doing that I think is really unique in Minnesota is that um, we as an agency uh, support um, and provide leadership through a coalition called the Homeownership Opportunity Alliance. It's a coalition of engaged industry professionals throughout Minnesota who are dedicated to working towards closing the gap. Uh, the ultimate goal is really to collaboratively develop partnerships, programs, resources, and identify best practices to create systemic change that advance uh, equity in Minnesota. Uh, so we have over 150 individuals from 50 organizations that actively participate in the HOA. Uh, that includes uh, leaders in local, state, and federal government, lenders, real estate professionals and associations, and philanthropic and nonprofit organizations. We've really been doing an active outreach campaign called Get Ready, Be Ready. Our market, like many other markets across the country, is really experiencing a shortage of housing inventory. And with home prices continuing to creep up, um, it's getting a little harder uh, for new first-time homebuyers, but the interest rates are still at historic lows. So we still think it's a great time to buy, and many homes are still affordable within our market. That's awesome. Um, one of the things that um, Freddie Mac is also trying to do to support the market and really open up the opportunity to work with organizations such as Minnesota Housing and other housing finance agencies is to try to standardize and work with the industry to standardize the process. We understand that sometimes, you know, we talked about loan officers being reluctant um, to engage, but if the process is standardized, we believe that that will make it that much more easy and um, conducive to the utilization of the product. So, uh, Casey, can you talk a little bit about those efforts as well and some of your activities there? Sure. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think, you know, sometimes, um, uh, we hear that housing finance agencies can be difficult to work with because um, programs and processes vary from state to state. And I do think that it is important to know that um, that's true 
and that many state housing finance agencies have different funding sources, different programs. There's uh, also different levels of state and federal resources that are used. And most importantly, markets are different and state HFAs design programs that are based on their state and community needs. That being said, state housing finance agencies do work together through the National Council of State Housing Agencies. And through this national organization, we share and develop best practices. We share information on our programs, on what's working well, what we're seeing within our own markets. And we look for ways to align where possible. So one of the examples of this uh, is through a down payment assistance standardization project uh, that Minnesota Housing has been involved with a number of other states, uh, along with um, Freddie Mac. You know, our hope for the future is that having access to these programs will become much easier and that more Black and Latino families will take advantage of these programs and these uh, the down payment assistance funds that are available in the market. It's so important to get it out there because we know that the down payment can be a barrier and the education is needed. So it's really exciting that you are participating with us and helping to develop these strategies for the future. Yeah, thanks. We're, we're happy to do it and happy to be a part of the project. Thank you, uh, Tamala and Casey, for joining us today. And thank you all for joining uh, and tuning in. Please make sure to check out our single family website for links to everything that has been mentioned in this episode. Uh, we appreciate you subscribing, um, reading and reviewing th this podcast whenever you listen. And don't forget to share with your networks. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. It's been great to join you today. Thank you for listening to the Freddie Mac Single Family Home Starts Here podcast. Stay tuned and subscribe to catch additional interviews with key industry leaders and experts. Home Starts Here is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. We appreciate you rating, reviewing, and sharing with your network.